0: Hey, what's up? It's Laura Landers, and you are listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast episode two, and I've got my sexy husband on, Jordan Ray Landers. that's me. What's up, Jordan Ray Landers? How are you doing today? I'm
1: good. Good. Love it when you say my full
0: name. What if I only said your full name?
1: I think I was in trouble all the time.
0: Okay, well, we won't do that. So um, for everyone who's listening, I did not tell Jordan what we're talking about today. He wanted me to put the questions together, so this is going to be funny because you know how whenever you ask a question and then that person doesn't know the answer right away and it's going to be that do 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 in between, or maybe I'll just fill it with my sentences until you figure out an answer. Let's do it. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about dating to marriage okay, from a man's point of view. Okay. Okay. So we're just going to jump right into it because I don't want to waste Sounds time. Sounds great. Don't look at my show notes, Jordan. Sorry. Jeez. I know you're antsy. You're ready to have the question. So my first question to you is, is what made you want to date me in the first place? Now, I before you answer, I want everyone to know I'm not trying to get like (laughs) I want everyone to know why I'm so awesome. Just talking
1: you up the whole time. Yeah,
0: that's not what I'm trying to go for. Okay. There's a point I'm making to this at the end of the podcast. But right now I want to ask that question first. So the question is, what made you want to date me in the first place?
1: Uh, First thing would be you had moved out of our hometown. (laughs) That was a big thing for me because I hated it. I hated our hometown.
0: Yeah. Well, hate is a really strong word. I know. So if you guys don't know, Jordan and I are from the same hometown, Allen, Texas, which is 30 minutes north of Dallas. And our... City was very large, very large. It was like, I mean, I say it was, like it's not currently still standing, but I don't know, it's like. What would you say? Just a lot of people. people. There was one main high school. Our graduating class was 1,600 kids. Like, we knew of each other in high school, but we weren't friends. We had mutual friends, but we never hung out. We knew of each other. I don't know. She hated me. No, that's not true. Secretly. I went to one of your shows with a mutual friend. That's right. When you were playing. Uh, If you didn't know, Jordan is a bassist. So I went to one of his shows and. Don't think I even said a word to you at your show.
1: Just the constant looks of disapproval.
0: (laughs) Stop. So, okay. So you, let's answer that question one more time now that we kind of got off track. So you said to my question of what made you want to date me in the first place that you said it was because I I moved out.
1: I will say what made me interested was that you had went to college away Mm. from our hometown and then didn't move back after college Mm. you were just you were done with it there's no need for you to move back
0: so when you reached out to me were you just reaching out because you found whether i was a man or a woman you would find you found it to be interesting that i moved away and you wanted to learn more about that or you were like wow i love that quality about her Um, i like her i did
1: like that about you but i at the time i was interested in moving out of dallas anyway for music, and it was just easy to talk to you, to well, see if, if I could talk to you about it, I and was it, just thinking, like,
0: like, I'm asking you the question, like, was it because you liked me, or is it because you didn't, and what if you were like, no, I didn't like you at all?
1: I didn't know you.
0: <laughs> Wait, so are you saying you well, didn't like me? Well,
1: I, I had no stance on it at the time.
0: Oh, I did know you did first.
1: tap dance, and then you moved to L.A. for dance. That's all I knew. So I knew you were artistic. Yeah. But you had made the move. And that's what made me interested in talking to you. was more okay. for selfish reasons to see.
0: I mean, that's fine. Isn't that what we all do anyways? Yes. Like, Especially Still when we're young. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my second question then. After you and oh, I. Well, okay, I'm going to change it. Okay. Oh, well, okay. So
1: I answered what made me talk to you was the, you not moving back. But what made me want to date you was your fashion you wait, dressed this yeah, is the first time i'm hearing about you, this the beanies you dressed like a like a dude a thug yeah 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 sweatpants hip-hop that was it
0: wait are you serious
1: it was different what? everyone what? in our hometown was wearing north face yeah yeah and selling ask me about my skincare routine no thing, that was before BS. Ask no me. that oh, has been really around forever oh okay
0: so I'm like, Am that I blushing right the question,
1: now? <laughs> the question of what made me want to date you. That was it. That was what made me interested in you uh, beyond uh, just talking like a friend.
0: I remember. Okay. So a little backstory for the listeners of our, our beginning relationship was that we were talking long distance when I was out here in LA, you were still in Allen, yeah. Texas. And we would talk via Facebook messenger not text right because you were so into that which is so weird to me but
1: you know why i liked it it's because i love the i don't know if you call them read or read receipts oh yeah i like read knowing receipts. when people read it and messenger At the there's time, no option to turn was. it off and on so i just i always knew if you saw it
0: yeah this was what 2013 because that's when i moved out here so we were talking long distance via Facebook text messenger. Right. And I remember you saying that you liked, we were just friends clearly. Um, I remember you saying that you liked girls that had like different haircuts. Did I say that? Yes. You were like, I love when girls have like, like they're young obviously and have like gray hair I like young, girls.
1: <laughs> young <laughs> girls with old people hair yeah
0: or like something really different and of course a part of me really liked you then so i was trying to impress you and so i was like well i'm clearly not going to be dying my hair or like shaving right. half my head Thank God. or you like liked all these really weird out there kind of looks you were very which isn't bad. Right. Because everyone's attracted to something. You were attracted to girls that were different. Right. And at the time I was thinking like I'm not different enough
1: mm.
0: to make you like me, but you liked me for my fashion and you never told me till now. Oh, this is this is truly blowing my mind, but we're going to keep moving on.
1: I have tons of secrets I'm just going to release over the years of our marriage. I Unless mean, I get Alzheimer's and forget them. Okay, well. But then I'll forget that I had Alzheimer's and remember them all again.
0: <laughs> so I don't know if you should tell me them all now. So I just
1: don't know if how the,
0: that's how it works. Okay, well. We'll see.
1: We'll okay, see what happens. Okay,
0: let's just roll the dice. So the second question I was getting at was, why did you keep coming back to me after I'd break up with you? So before you answer that question, let's also go back in our timeline okay. here we were talking long distance i'd come home and visit my parents for the holidays see you right. hang out um we started a long distance relationship when i finally wasn't with people and you finally weren't with people right. and uh i can't remember when we got together long distance like when we started it i don't remember but which i should oops <laughs> I also don't remember like how many times we broke up but
1: I will say there was a time when I was I was in a relationship but it, it just ended uh, you weren't in one but mm. you had flown home but we had been talking to Facebook Messenger just as friends but when you were in town I was in this weird interim period where I wasn't talking to that person but there was like rumor that I or not rumor Rumor. we just had that <laughs> it's a rumor so we just rumors. had this i had i had set up with the friend that okay i would work on myself and then maybe i would go back to her kind of thing um oh, I and it that's... was more like a test on myself that i wouldn't talk to her but at the time i had no intention of liking you or dating you the reason we had talked all the time what really made you different was because you had, there was no BS. Mm
0: -hmm. It was
1: super straightforward. No games. Just tell it like it is, which is incredible.
0: Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. So, sorry, I'm like processing what you're saying. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Big (laughs) surprise.
0: Whoa. So, okay. So we were long distance. Then we like long distance friends, right. then long distance relationship. Right. Then you moved out to Los Angeles mm-hmm. when was that? Twenty fifteen? Sixteen? 16? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixteen. Okay. Um and then we broke up probably well we weren't together when you moved out here then we did get together when you were out here then i broke up with you because you were being an a-hole classic and we like to call it his jerk face to be nice about it
1: you call it my jerk face
0: what do you call it
1: ages 0 to 26.
0: (laughs) (laughs) they say not to date someone under the age of 25 if you're a male like if I, I'm a male, no. Like if I should. If I'm a male,
1: I <laughs> think you'd know by now.
0: Because they say that a man doesn't develop their frontal cortex or whatever until they're 25, so I didn't read they that. can't make sound decisions until they're 25. Oh, I was told that really? my whole life. Yes, and so you didn't get your act together until you were 26. So it's proven. Late bloomer. Yeah. So, anyways, I broke up with you, like maybe a month or two after you moved out here, right? And then maybe maybe a little bit more than that. And then we were like got back together again a long time later and then i broke up with you again so the question right coming back to the second question is why did you keep coming back to me when i would break up with you when it was clear that there's reasons i broke up with you aka you couldn't give me what i needed emotionally or time wise you're like i just moved to la i I need to sound like
1: that do i (laughs) this is my (laughs) voice this is my
0: voice (laughs) so
1: Right, I, the first time, first couple first couple times, um, <laughs> it was, again, the straightforward, no BS, there was, you were different, and I like different.
0: But there's a million other girls who are also different.
1: Good luck finding them.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: I mean that there are a million other girls who say they're different, who think they're different,
0: Ooh, uh-huh. but they're
1: not at all. And it's really the ones who are... Different for you. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, at least in my experience, the ones who don't say they're different that are different.
0: Mm. Because like,
1: just like you said, you're like, I'm not different enough.
0: Well, as an Enneagram four, I need to feel unique and special and different all the time. And so I feel that way, but I think everyone feels like they are special and different, even though they may not be, or may not be to everyone. Right. But clearly I was to you. Yes. That's nice. Okay, so you, it's purely that I was different for you, which is why you kept coming back.
1: Right, the no settling, the not allowing me to be less than. A jerk. Right,
0: (laughs) right. In the jerk phase. Okay, that's interesting. So that gets me to my third question. Okay. Which is what caused you... To finally decide. Finally. So, before I finish this question, basically, you're the only, well, you're the only person I've ever broken up with and got back together with ever. Good. Because I like to cut people out of my lives and move Great. on. Love it. And. Not with, for me, but for everyone else. <laughs> right. And I feel like, obviously, with you, it was different because I think God really wanted us to be together. Right. Right which is so interesting because I don't want to give that advice of like, it's g- like, if you get back together with the guy, it's meant to be, and you're going to get married. Cause that may just be a fault on your case, on the girl's case or on the right, guy's this case. The cycle that like, of just,
1: yeah, like harm. you gotta, you
0: cannot, I will preach this till the day I die. You cannot be friends with your ex and move on and like have no heartstrings no soul attachment, especially right. if you had sex before marriage. Like you just, so you just gotta cut them out of your life and move on in order to heal. I and agree. Not to go a, back to the relationship. To a point. Hmm. I
1: I think time, time helps a lot. You can't. Yeah. Like if you're together I intimately disagree. as well, and then you break up, and then you become friends, not gonna happen. No. There needs to be a. a I'm friends with an ex, but it took years of not talking to that person for me to be friends with them, for me, for my life to move on without them and the same. Her life had moved on.
0: That's really interesting from your point of view, your male point of view. I wonder if that's different for a female. I can't really say because I'm not a male as well to really weigh the options. Right. But I feel like women romanticize the long separation Mm. like it's been 15 years he's dated her i've dated him okay like it was meant i don't know i think that way maybe i'm really romantic in that sense so it's just shooting myself in the foot and no one else is like that but i people say time heals all wounds i think that's so incorrect i think god heals all wounds right and 15 years could go by but if you didn't handle that issue in your heart with god to heal it time will not heal that time will make you forget about that and then you come across that person you run into them at the strip mall and you're like oh my gosh all these feelings are flooding back because you didn't handle your emotions and heal from them i
1: think what people say when time heals all wounds is you grow over time you mature over time
0: yeah but if you're intentionally growing if you're intentionally trying to grow from that situation
1: which is what happened
0: i grew well for on your side right Right. but did that happen on her side maybe
1: from what i can tell yeah yeah
0: which is great right that means you're two mature adults right you've taken 15 years of time and now or whatever i don't know how long it's been but basically i just um i could never be friends with my exes like any of them it's
1: tough especially at our age when life moves fast and you're 20 and you, Oh, I got to wait five years to talk to this person again. You're in a very different place when you're 25 than when you're 20. Yeah. So it may seem like a whole lifetime has gone by even in a year. So that's when I think a lot of people are like, Oh, it's been a year. I can talk to them again, Like that's not the case. It needs to be a long time, mm. at least from my experience. Mm. Cutting them out is also really good as well.
0: Well, I just, I For self healing. For self healing. And to like, I don't know, like, why would you want to go back to the relationship that you ended? Which is funny in our situation because you kept coming back.
1: Right. Um, (laughs) Which was
0: really, and then let me just say that when you kept coming back, it ruined my healing process. Right. Which And that was a thing that that I remember telling you. Yeah. Because, and that was when the final time I was like, if you ever, ever want to contact me again and be with me, you cannot contact me directly.
1: Right. Smart. Super smart.
0: Which, I mean, not that I was the one to come up with that. I think my pastors came up with that thought, but they were like, tell him to contact your parents and your pastors before talking to you if that he really wants to be with you because that'll flood out any doubt in him or impulses in you to just want to be with me and contact me. Right. Which you did. Which I did. Well, you didn't contact my parents. You contacted my pastors I waited
1: to hear from them first
0: oh man that is such a funny story but that's for another podcast because it's such a long hilarious hilarious love story that <laughs> I, <just laughs> I love talking about it but okay so let me get back to the third question okay now that I've said that and we yes. broke up a few times you were here in LA you were living here you were in Silver Lake I was in NoHo and um, I do remember the last time I really broke up with you I was it was like so serious I took my vacuum back from you Really? Yes. you. I let you use my vacuum in your apartment because you were with all these guys oh, who didn't have a vacuum. Trashed, it was yeah. disgusting. And we broke up. And I I can't remember if I broke up with you at your apartment, but I do remember. I think it was at the car. And then I was like, go get my vacuum. I need it. I'm not seeing you ever again. And then you loaded it into my trunk and that was it. I was like this is your final chance to say whatever you oh, really yeah. want to say and i think you actually said something like i'm a man i don't have anything to say and i was like ew 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 that's the wrong answer you jerk like you asshole like i think <laughs> i
1: just i was good i was like, all right cool i said everything i needed to say
0: oh that, i mean and now that i really know you and you have a great heart I agree. You are like that. You're like, I, I've said my piece, but I was like, this is your final romantic chance to reach back this out. This is your
1: last, last chance. Last
0: I'm going to give you one last, <laughs> yeah. last, last chance. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this third question, what caused you to finally decide to get right with God after I broke up with you the last time? Because I truly think we both knew that you that was one of the reasons that I truly couldn't be with you time and time again and really respect you and everything you had to say, because as a potential husband, I needed you to lead me. right? Right. Yeah. And so I knew that since you weren't quote right with God, AKA I just knew you weren't, you weren't reading the Bible. You weren't praying. You didn't have a really good personal relationship even with God, even though you had been serving at churches, on the worship team for 15 years. And because of that, I was holding you at a higher standard. It's not like you just became a Christian six days before I met you, right? You know, you've been a Christian for 20 years. I mean, maybe your whole life, but you know, like, I mean, we both know that when you're a kid, it's very rare to be like a devout Christian and like have that Holy spirit connection, unless you were really, really raised in that, which is awesome. Um, but because You had all these years attached to you in god and you weren't showing them in the way that they should be shown if you were really like right into jesus uh, i broke up with you and so what made what really made you decide to get right with god finally Um, because you could have chosen not to
1: right so i churches sorry scratch my face (laughs) um i had served at churches and To a fault, I think. Unfortunately, a lot of churches need people, so they don't really check your heart too too much if they need you. Like, Mm. and I played bass, and not a lot of people play bass. There's guitar players who can play, but when you go to a church and like, I was all about music, so I wanted to play bass all the time. Mm. So then you go to a church and they don't really vet you out, but because they need a, they have a need right? So they're like, oh, that guy plays. Um, seems cool. Yeah, let's throw him in. So there wasn't a lot of maturity in those areas. I just got to play. So what had happened was when I moved out here, what happened was <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened was when I moved out here, I had intentionally, there was a guy at my home church in Texas. And his name was michael child and he what they would do is he was the, like the music director in charge of everything musically as far as how it would look how it should come across new songs stuff like that and him and our pastor throughout the years every couple months they would fly out to different churches and see how other churches mm-hmm. are doing it around the united states so when he and i sat down and talked and i was like hey i'm moving to la he's like awesome there's a church out there i think you would really love it's mosaic so mm-hmm. I immediately came out here. I was I had emailed Andy Figueroa before I even moved out here. I just said, "Hey, just like the classic <laughs> big fish in a small pond kind of thing." I thought I was like, "Oh, I'm ready for that. I'm ready to because you were big be playing fish in a small mosaic." Pond yeah, right in out. Dallas, it's yeah. like you you get as big as you can musically in your hometown, and that's not big at all. So I. Moved out here, and I had been emailing with Andy back and forth, who is the musical director at Mosaic, and we were just—I was like, "Hey, I'm coming there. I would love to meet." And in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, at six months, I'll be a, a part of MSC or whatever." Um, met with Andy here, and it initially was met with, "So, that's you play bass. That's great. Let's talk about your heart. Let's talk about everything else." Um, great conversation. Not really what I expected, um, and from then mosaic being big and people wanting to be a part of mosaic it wasn't like a oh well we need a bass player so let's just jump in real quick we can talk and then you're he's like no you have a six month waiting period you have to serve in a different area not on the music team for six full months before you're even allowed to play on stage so it made me think do do I really want this? Like, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't go into it intentionally thinking, I'm going to grow. This is going to be amazing <laughs> for my, sp- you know, my, you my walk with Jesus. I was just trying to, okay, next, we're in the next pond. How do I get bigger to be in it, you know? Yeah. So that was the plan, was to just do that. But throughout the six months of serving at Mosaic, not on the worship team. I was actually getting coffee for the worship team, which is... If you have a lot of pride, it is a big slap in the face. And did you have <laughs> a lot of I did at pride? that time. I wasn't like, I'm not getting them coffee. That's bullshit. Like, right. I should be pl-. It wasn't that. It was just, all right, cool. Well, if this has gone like any other church in the past, they say six months and within two weeks, I'll be playing.
0: But they surely meant but six months. But it was
1: six months. It was a solid six months of twice a month. I wanted it bad. So I was there every Sunday and Wednesday and saturday <laughs> just you serving. wanted
0: to be playing so bad correct yes
1: okay. um so i would just go and serve go grab coffee for the worship team see if they need anything mm-hmm. um and then through that got to know them and there were people like andy who was like always checking in on me how mm-hmm. you doing mm-hmm. how's your heart you just moved here doing okay mm-hmm. stuff like that um which was great mm-hmm. because i never truly had that at any other church Especially when you move to a city when you don't know anyone and you were the only person I knew. And at that point you had cut me out. Cut you out. Cut me out. So (laughs) it was lonely. It was lonely and just like, I don't know what I'm doing here.
0: So you were searching for community. You enjoyed people caring about you. Right. Even if you were serving them. I think
1: I, I had put my identity in my craft. So when I came out here
0: mm-hmm. and had
1: no connections... Which I feel
0: like is what a lot of people do when they come out here because they're coming out here for their craft. Right. Yeah.
1: The thing I, about music out here is because it's a music city and tons of people move here, you weed yourself out if you suck. Like if you can't play, over time people just know like not going to call that guy. Mm. In Texas, it's, it was like 60% can you play... Let me rephrase that. It was like 80% can you play, 20% are you a cool guy? Because good players were hard to find in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So they, they could put up if you were an A-hole, but as long as you could play. Out here, it's almost the opposite. It's assumed that you have, you're have. you just a great player.
0: But are you a cool guy? Do you play guy? a base?
1: Yes. Okay. You must be really good at base. It's just an expectation they set. Yeah, right. So they don't care about your talent, really, because they assume that guy's talented no matter what. Yeah. Because you moved out here for music, the city will weed you out if you're not.
0: But is he a good hang? But
1: is he a good hang? Because you're on stage for 30 minutes, an hour set maybe, and the rest of the time you're in a van right. with these dudes. For and 24
0: hours. Exactly. <laughs> and
1: they want to know, are you a cool guy? Can I hang out with you? Are you going to not try to impress me? Just be yourself. Yeah. Be a good good guy. Um, so
0: going back to church and the whole reason you are serving. Right.
1: The- so I realized that through the serving at Mosaic is like, It was Even though it was in the church, it was kind of a representation of the world. And it was like, hey, Jesus gave you that gift. So obviously, he's going to bless you with talent. But it's up to you to take what he's told you to be and be that person. So we're going to continually check in on you and make sure you're living up to the standard of Mm -hmm. who we've called you to be. So through that time at Mosaic, it was really great because I grew a lot um at the i had written so going back to the question i had written this album with my really good friends right before i moved to la we put it out never played a show or anything but i was coming back to dallas for i don't know some reason but we decided to play a show Mm -hmm. you and i weren't talking at all nope so the question was what made me realize i wanted to be with you for real what was the question?
0: Uh, no, the question was what caused you to finally decide to get right with God when I broke up with you for the last time?
1: Right. That was it, mosaic. Really, it really not to burst your bubble. It didn't really have anything to do with you <laughs> no, that's fine. in, in that's a good why I'm way. I, to get right for yourself because you want to get right for yourself is so much more healthier than well, and trying that's to the get whole thing, right for right? somebody like, else.
0: Well, if you are getting right for someone else, it's going to fade out eventually right, if it's right. not for you. You do it for you. Yeah, you have to do it for you. Yeah.
1: So, set. I'm playing the show in Dallas. Flew back. Played the show. Great show. Tons of people. Great set. I sounded wish I could wonderful. Have been at that show. And that's the thing. Is I mean, not then. As, I didn't um, then. Right. Right. Now. As Great as that show was, all the people that we had grown up with, that we loved, that we knew, like you weren't there, and it I was like that's
0: so <laughs> cute. And
1: it was just. I remember, like the night was great, but then I was unsettled. I I'm wasn't. Like, I'm I wasn't like happy i was like I hearts
0: it. all around my head right now. Really? Yeah. You know? Wow. <laughs> can you see them? No, no I'm blind. I can um, feel them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> could be. So that was that, and then I remember getting back on the plane the next day, flying here, and writing Johnny, my best friend, and just saying like, "Yo." I can't stop thinking about Laura. Like, everything about last night was awesome. But I never thought that I would be missing something in that environment. Um, and I just felt like God had said at that time, like, yo, this is going to be tough. And you, I'm giving you an opportunity here to pursue Laura again. But this is the last time. And if you f this up, literally, you will not do any better for the rest of your life. You will not do any better. And who wants to settle?
0: Did you hear God say that to you? Was it not audibly? Obviously, in a dream. Well, I know, but
1: (laughs) no, it wasn't in a dream. I just really felt it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I knew everything about having to talk to your pastors and having to talk to your parents, and I. Texted Johnny and I was like, here's the deal. Here's what I feel like God is speaking to me. Here's how I felt at the show. Let me get your opinion. And he was basically like, Yeah, you're an idiot if you don't if you don't go after her. I
0: love Johnny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he he agreed. He was like, She's the best you're ever gonna get. Like, don't F this up. Yeah.
0: Love you, but don't mess <laughs> it up. Yeah.
1: Um so yeah, I just from there it was okay.
0: Didn't didn't you write me a letter? I was before. Oh, gosh, I can't remember. So
1: before I had felt like I started really growing spiritually, I was like, "Uh, I miss Laura. I wrote you that that note of like, I miss you. And you were like, no, no, bro.
0: No, I remember inviting you over, which was a mistake. I shouldn't have invited you over because... Being together, like healing from a relationship. Yeah, and could, have been, you into my personal could have been a bad situation. Right. Not that you, not even for like a physical thing, but like just inviting you into, I lived alone. So inviting you into my personal space right. emotionally was bad. But I remember telling you to your face, like on paper, we look perfect. We are made for each other, but we're just not.
1: It doesn't line up.
0: It doesn't line up. Right. And you were like, Yeah yeah that makes so much sense we're not right for each other <laughs> but i was just i don't even know what that conversation was really coming from at the time right but uh so that was you had your show i broke up with you i remember january 11th of 2017 you had your show january 11th. yeah oh. I, I don't know why i remember that of all the things I don't remember, that's the one. Ugh, why is that the one thing I do remember? And then you had your show in Dallas, this whole show that you were talking about, in February. It was like late February, like the 25th or something. That would be crazy if it was actually the 25th, and I remembered that correctly. And then I don't think you and I talked at all. I had my birthday on April 3rd, and I remember thinking all day, like, I just hope he doesn't text me because I told him not to contact me. However, it would be a sweet gesture to hear from him, (laughs) but I was still healing. Right. So I'm so glad that you didn't, but I know you told me that. I wish
1: he would, but if he does, I swear to God. But he should, but he shouldn't if he does.
0: Uh, It's like how I am all the time. Um, And then you didn't, and I'm really thankful you didn't. And then... No reception. Wait, just what? I just, oh, I, just I just didn't. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and then it wasn't until July 4th that, well, it wasn't until a little bit, but it was like a week or two before that I was with my friend Whitney in a pool. and
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. And you had reached out to my pastors by then.
1: Well, I cut my hair.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm about to get to okay. that story. So, oh gosh, it's so good. So you had long hair, you know, this whole time before then. And as you do now, which it looks so good now, by the Thank way, you. you look fabulous. And we, I was hanging out with my friend, Whitney, who was the only friend that you were in contact with of right. my friends. She was the only mutual one. Mutual friend. Right. Yeah. Mutual friend. And who's my friend first. So <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and her and I were in a pool because she was house sitting a house here in LA. So we we're in a private pool, which is like the best thing ever. Ugh. I just am a very visual person. So I have to remember where I am in order for me to recall the memories. And so we were, we were in the pool and I had seen on Instagram or Facebook or something that you had chopped off all your hair which everyone knows that a girl at least I've
1: never heard of this it's a
0: thing where girls when they get a major haircut that means they're either over someone or they're like making a change in their life or going after a new career or just like emotionally totally different it just is is a significant change on the inside okay which is manifesting itself with cutting your hair on the outside so
1: was not aware that was a thing yeah so when, I was just hot
0: summertime hot all the time <laughs> yeah sweating pissed. So, pissed off so you had cut your hair and I had brought you up to Whitney I don't even know how I saw it because I don't think I was following you right. I really don't know how I saw that photo but you had cut off all your hair and I was like oh my gosh because I knew that you still liked me like I thought I right. thought you still liked me based off all the times we had gotten back together the note you had written me like previously months and months and months and months before and that time we got together on my couch and said that we weren't good on paper, blah, blah, blah. And so you cut your hair and I was like, he's over me. He is over me. And I said that to Whitney. Thank God. I know. Honestly, if I didn't see that and didn't tell Whitney, I don't know. I don't know. What God would figure out a way, I'm sure, to bring us back together. But God finds a way. That's right. <laughs> I just see Dressing that on Park. A- <laughs> See on a plaque on a wall or something, which would not be in our house. Not at all. Sorry.
1: I mean he does, but we're not going to say it on the wall.
0: No, we're not. And so, I told her, I was like, "He's over me. Thank the Lord." And it helped me like finish that last hair of healing I needed to know that you had moved on. A hair. Yeah. Oh. Or a straw. Breaking the camel's back. Whatever you want to say.
1: I'm not into animal abuse. <laughs>
0: okay so sorry you're just you're very funny i enjoy you as a human being thank
1: you i hope sure hope so yeah right being married
0: so <laughs> so um
1: i don't know where to put this water. so jordan sorry.
0: jordan just took a drink of water and he can't seem to figure out where he'd like to set just, his water cup down i
1: don't want it to never mind go ahead yeah,
0: okay so um Proceed. i told her that you were over me i was right. soaked on that and she like Started shaking her head with that kind of face that so was just like, oh, mm-hmm. no, he's not. And I was like, wait, what? Like, how do you know this? She's like, he's been texting me that he's been waiting on hearing a response from your pastors, but your pastors aren't responding to him. Right. Because they're on vacation.
1: Yeah. What's not aware?
0: Was so funny. So then you're just hanging on a string, waiting and waiting.
1: There's that string.
0: I know. And i realized that you were literally waiting on them right a reply from them a reply from them but they were on vacation then my pastor the female pastor at the time responded to me and she was like do you want me in alberto to respond to them and i was like or to him and i was like no because i'm over you i didn't want you back so i was like don't respond i don't need you to respond do you want to respond they're like it's a, your call and i was like don't respond and so then a week after i said that to them passed by and I realized that I asked Whitney, I was like, is he still waiting? And she was like, yes. He texted me two days ago that he's just going to keep waiting till he hears a response from your pastors. And I was like, oh, no. He's now literally waiting on nothing because they're not going to respond. I told them not to respond. So then I felt it was my duty to tell you, like, it's not going to happen. Like, thank you for trying and doing it the right way, but it's not going to happen. So then July 4th. I went to go see a movie by myself, which is so unlike me. I never see movies in a theater, but I also don't see them alone. Actually, I like doing things alone, but at the time it was just very weird. Saw the movie called you. And I was like, we need to meet up. And then clearly that's where our love story started picking up again. I don't need to get into that. Maybe another podcast, but that being said, um, now to my fourth and final question oh, the
1: final question
0: i know unless if i think of another one but i don't think i will um the fourth question is what made you want to get married when you said to me that you never wanted to get married you never wanted to have kids like you were very straightforward with right. that at the very beginning of us dating and i questioned why i would want to even be with you and i think that was I think I broke up with you like a month later after you telling me that, because I'm like, I want to get married. I probably want to have kids. Um, and so what changed that? Because you were very sure that you didn't want to get married and you absolutely never wanted to have kids. Right. And then on July 4th, when we met up, you were telling me all about what the Holy spirit has done in your life and has changed you and how you just want to be with me. And you absolutely love me. And that was just like, not what I was thinking was going to happen from that meetup in a public space. We met up in a public space this time, which I was very thankful for. Um, it was so hot outside. I remember July 4th summer and I was coming into it thinking I'm going to like release him. It's never going to happen. Release. And then and then everything you were telling me. Independence
1: Day? You don't remember that movie? Okay. Great movie. <laughs> no. Terrible, but great.
0: I don't really watch movies much. This so. is
1: from the, well, the 90s. It's Will Smith. The Aliens.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Wow, that's a problem.
0: All
1: right. Should have known this before we got <laughs> oh, married. Oh,
0: please. So um, that day that you were telling me that you love me you want to be with me that you change but like you weren't trying to do that to plead with me you were just truly telling me what was on your heart and that was like the peace of the Holy Spirit was totally telling me that that was like so true like your heart is super pure and it wasn't coming from a dark place or like a manipulative place or anything like that so I was getting all this closure that I needed from our past relationships that I didn't know I needed um so that was a very transformative day but even then when you were like, I want to reintroduce myself into your life, but I just want to be friends because I don't want to pressure you into like getting into the relationship again. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Like you're not going to be in a relationship with me right off the bat. Like you've really messed this relationship up. Um, That day I remember thinking, but he didn't want to get married. He didn't want to have kids. So I ask you now, what made you change?
1: Is it my turn? Yeah, it's okay. your turn. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to cut
0: you off. Oh, um, what great. made me
1: change? Thank I you. will say it was when God had told me that I wouldn't do better. Um,
0: Yeah, but like... Did I want to get
1: married? Honestly, no. But you didn't
0: want to get married. So like just because I'm a good person for you to be with and you'll never get any better, why did you want to marry me when you didn't want to get married? It's
1: because of the compromise. Like if you wanted to get married and I knew that I wouldn't do any better, then you get married. I wanted to marry you because you were going to be the best for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, so to anyone, here's my my bonus question that I don't have written down. If you were to tell any men out there. Yes. Do you already know the question I'm going to ask? It seems like you already know. But we are one. So maybe you do know. Run. Uh, (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) If you can. If you can't, Crawl
0: crawl to what away away? or towards
1: um this is uh, it's gonna be hot in here (laughs) um (laughs) go ahead
0: no so my bonus question is if you were gonna say anything to the men out there who were in a relationship aren't in a relationship that want to be married or don't want to be married is there like one piece of relationship romantic advice that you would give them to help them figure out what they want, and to help them grow from where they are at now.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's all about yourself in a sense of stop. Laura has made me a better person in a lot of ways, but stop looking for someone else to make you better. Mm -hmm. Like the whole dating someone and hopefully they'll convert and love Jesus because you love Jesus. That doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And It's really just about self-discipline. Like, if you're not going to get control of your own life and your relationship with Jesus, you will end up settling for everything. So Mm -hmm. stop. If you're looking, if you just want to get married or if you just want to be in a relationship, that's a problem. Like, you should want jesus more than you want a relationship mm-hmm. and i think that's where a lot of guys will get confused because a relationship a marriage i mean the bible said like man can't do it alone so he sent woman to make sure that he could get the job done essentially like
0: he sent woman he sent to woman, get... <laughs> woman job
1: complete um i don't know that went caveman to russian in a weird way um
0: it's because we love the russian accent i do
1: so much um <laughs> Yeah, I mean the, the the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. And essentially, what uh, the way I read it and is that he made man, mm-hmm. and we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: he made woman because without woman, we're not able to do it. But with a woman, we can. Mm-hmm. And you're the reason that we succeed in a sense. Like you're you're. So I get it when you want a relationship, when you want a a marriage, because it will make you so much better, but it's, it's not the woman's responsibility to lead you spiritually. And if you can't lead yourself spiritually, Mm -hmm. you'll never going to be able to lead her. So you're really just asking for a broken relationship because you can't fix yourself. How can you expect, how can you be expected to really to lead someone in a relationship? spiritually this is just for the christians yeah not yeah. for whoever if you're called to lead the relationship the marriage whatever but you can't lead yourself then it's it fails before it even begins so yeah. the advice to them would be stop looking for a girlfriend stop looking for a wife mm-hmm. and pursue the lord
0: mm-hmm. what would you say to all the people or the guys or and girls you know kind of the same thing, who have taken that advice, who have been single for 20 years and have focused on Jesus, are are still waiting for their spouse. Um, I, I don't
1: think you can focus on Jesus to a fault.
0: I agree with that.
1: So it's not like, I don't ever hear Jesus saying, hey, you're spending too much time with me, you need to get out there and meet some singles. <laughs> like, it, that's not a thing. So... I had once heard it say that when you're looking for a relationship to be running as fast as you can towards the Lord, Mm -hmm. and if you happen to meet someone who is running just as fast or if not faster, awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. I was running faster.
1: Right. (laughs) Definitely.
0: But so that's to say on the woman's side, though. Just because I was running faster than you doesn't mean that when we finally, on July fourth, twenty seventeen, like got back together, just because you like. I think at that point we were finally running at the same speed.
1: Correct, and I think that's where the and miscommunication I felt that is in is, my heart. Is because people usually will they'll run and then they'll meet someone who's slowing them down. And instead of cutting them off or saying, this isn't good for me.
0: Right, which is what I did.
1: Right. They they settle. They allow themselves to be slowed down. Yeah. Even to a point where, because when you allow yourself to settle like that, you're not just telling yourself, hey, we're going to settle. You're telling the other person that, hey, it's cool that you're not going to be better.
0: Yeah, that's so So
1: when you had sucking. cut me off like 15,000 times, <laughs> it was basically we're running and I can't keep up. And instead of you slowing down, you're just like, nah, see ya. Yeah. You'll catch up if you can.
0: Right. If it, and, and that's, I think the thing I always held on to was like, I mean, if it's meant to be, it'll be right. Or like, if God really wants this, he will bring it back at a later time. Right. And if not, I want to have someone better for me.
1: Exactly. And, and I, I, think, I was
0: excited for that.
1: And that's actually. great. And that's what the mentality you should have. Because if you're dating someone and they're great, but blank. Mm.
0: Well, no one's perfect at the same time. Right. But, but if
1: you're in constant pursuit of the Lord, the Lord will reveal that. And if they're not going to cut it, nothing should slow you down. Yeah, yeah. So if you have to cut them off, cut them off. If you got to break up, break up with them, break up with her. But nothing should stop your pursuit of the Lord at the pace you're going, if not faster.
0: Right. And so on July 4th, when we talked, I was slapped in the face with... Love. I could keep up. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could, I could match were, the pace. You were matching my pace. Right. And that was so weird to me because I've only known you at a lower pace. So for you to be at the same pace was promising and right. amazing. And clearly the Holy Spirit was on it and he was revealing to us that and we should that be together. And that is the
1: only way that'll happen. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship and they say, oh, I'll be better. I will do better. Unless you're already married. Like, if right. you're just an, it, right, that's not going to happen. They have to do it on their own.
0: Unless they there's can't like do it some, for you. I mean, you can't speak for everyone, right? So, like, maybe there's like the one in a billion chance yeah. that they're going to actually be better in short amount of time. But while if that's with the case,
1: you. the Lord will present that to you
0: and you will have peace on it. Right. That it's like, because no human being can do that with their own strength.
1: Right. It's just a million people think that that significant other is the one in a million
0: which is honestly not the the case case. right
1: so don't hold out for that hope hold out for what the spirit's telling you
0: yeah yeah and then a month and a half later uh, yeah a month and a half later you got hit on your motorcycle and that's when the lord really ramped up our relationship because i was ready to slowly date you for five years after july 4th 2017 and god was like no let's speed this up right so that was an interesting thing as well which we can get into in another podcast but that's all i have awesome thanks for being here in thanks your for, own house <laughs>
1: thanks for allowing me <laughs> kicking me out of my own house
0: i really love you
1: i love you Do you want to make out right now yeah,
0: are we well, doing this uh, oh my god is it time is it <laughs> We'll we'll turn the the camera off. Okay, just kidding. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast, episode two. This was Jordan Ray Landers. I'm Laura Landers. Please subscribe, rate, review this podcast on any platform that you're watching or listening to it. We really appreciate you being here, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.